Train, eat, repeat. The knowledge and know-how you need to live well. Here's your host, Tyler Ferrant. Yeah, it's Tyler Ferrant and Andrea Sage. <laughs> hello. How are you guys? I figured I'd switch it up, you yeah, know? It threw me off. I was like ready for the hello and welcome back. Well, Matt does such a nice job introducing me. I just felt like I wanted... Well, thank you, Matt Nichols, by the way, yeah. who created the intro and outro for the podcast. Uh, wow. I feel like maybe I had like Starbucks venti or maybe <laughs> the bee sting that I got in my hand is now going to my brain. Yeah, if you guys could see it. So Tyler's got a cast on his right hand for his... His broken wrist and then he recently got stung in the left wrist by a bee and he has like um like a swollen hand you can't even see where his knuckles are right now and so he's he's handless i would guess and, I la- and like like i'm trying to get the blood to like flow away from the hand so like when i sit down it's like i almost have goal posts with goal! my arms goal. it's good it's good all the blood is rushing away from my hand now. Um, but I was like, come on, B. Like, I got one hand. I'm out here doing yard work, and you had to mess up the other one. Um, but it's fine. I am I'm. I do think maybe I'm slightly allergic. It looks like I posted this on Facebook, but it looks like I have, like, Will Smith's, Will Smith's face in Hitch when he yes. has that allergic reaction to shellfish. Um, that's totally what it looks like. So, um, anyway, I'm glad you guys are here. Welcome back. Um, I hope you guys are having a great week. And if you're new here, I'm Andrea, and that's Tyler. Yeah, if you can tell by the differences <laughs> in the voice, um, I'm a guy. My name's Tyler. This is a girl, Andrea, and her yeah. name's Andrea. And we do a podcast about health and wellness, but um, we talk, cover so many different topics. So if this is your first one, welcome. Leave us a review. We like um, five-star reviews, but we also like any type of review. And honestly, just feedback in general. Like, we want to be able to create episodes that you guys get a lot out of, not just me talking about my beasting hands or the fact I have no hands now. <laughs> Um, <laughs> handicapped from the bee and falling off of a scooter here nor there, but making sure that you guys get the information you can utilize inside of your life around exercise and movement, around nutrition and around mindfulness. Um, and there's other ways you guys can get connected with us if you are new. So we're both on Instagram um, at asage0327, also at fit underscore ferent. We also have a great community Facebook group, Train, Eat, Repeat Health and Wellness Coaching. I know it's a little bit long, but all you have to do is look up Tyler Ferrant or Andrea Sage friend us and we can get you guys in the group. Small correction. It's a Sage 0307 for Instagram. Sorry. No, that's it's not. Sorry. I just I obviously got it wrong. So it's not many times. It's like knowing your phone number. Yeah. I don't know your phone number. Uh, Yeah. Or yeah. That's yeah. I mean, mine's easy. (laughs) We won't give that out on the podcast. But anyway. Um, we would love to connect with you guys. Um, and we're all about community. We've been talking the last few weeks about our, um, our social Saturdays that we run in downtown Wixom at the drafting table. Um, we do get some exercise in before we come back and enjoy some food and a beverage. Um, and we just love for you guys to come out there too, because it is all about social health, especially just getting out of May, which is mental health awareness month. And now things are starting to open, which is great. So all that to say, what are we uh, sort of focusing on talking about today and what can you expect? So that way, if you want to fast forward through or, or pick different spots out, um, we're going to talk about the mind 
mind-body method. So lately, we've been uh, posting on our social networks about mind-body method. And, and it's one thing to, to say a name. Um, it's a little bit of marketing, not going to lie. But, but it's more so our approach to coaching. Because when Andrea and I sit down with a client in, in the years and years of coaching, and I think at first, at least for me, when I started coaching, it was all about the best exercises, the best program, the best nutrition, the best uh, – and like those two things specifically. Like I didn't even focus on the mindset piece. I didn't focus on on um, sort of the habit piece, if you will. A little bit I did, but I felt like I was – like a very naive and green trainer in terms of I didn't focus on the things that matter the most. And that was more so let's shape the mind as well as the body. And in some cases, the mind is more important than the body. For sure. I think we're also in a different environment. I think in the years past when we met with clients, we had a and a start time and an end time and then we had to move to our next client and that was one of the big things that we wanted to create out of this business was making sure that we make time for each client specifically Mm -hmm. and so that way it's not just a churn and burn type of feeling. Well, and, and because we're also not servicing as many clients, right? That's actually our goal is, yeah. is more so about the quality than the quantity. Um, and, and obviously, we're, we're still looking for clients. Like, we want to help as many people as possible. But we also know where our limits are at, too. Um, and where our uh, product, if you will, in terms of the coaching, would take a great hit um, in a negative way if we were to try and take on more than what we could handle. Sure. So, and, and I think you made a good point. It's, it's about connection. And so what we wanted to do over the course of this podcast to get to the point is we want to go through, again, train, eat, repeat, and what that means inside of the mind-body method. What does that look like from a coaching perspective and what things can, what things are our clients going through right now? But then also if you're somebody that is either looking for a coach or somebody that hasn't looked at health and wellness in this way, it might give you a different perspective on how to sort of go after your own health goals. So if you're never going to work with us, we would love to work with you. But if you never do, maybe a different way of looking at how you're approaching your goals. And I feel like a lot of our podcast uh, episodes uh, lend themselves to talk about how we utilize our coaching or what our coaching model looks like when or when we're with our clients. So sure. like what mm-hmm. that mind body method actually looks like. So let's jump into the, the training aspect. Um, just have a couple of bullet points, but we'll obviously expand upon them a little bit. But I think the biggest thing and you kind of hit on this already is it's built for the individual um, and built for the individual based on ability, based on and taking other considerations like injuries into account, uh, house lifestyle, their environment, um, looking at really where is this person at right now Mm -hmm. and not just physically the physical is important Mm -hmm. so we do take everybody through a movement assessment um you being a pilates instructor you know what a body should look like um and not talking about aesthetics, but talking about how a body should Functions, move properly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and myself being a corrective exercise specialist, you know, those are some important things because we need to be able to move right first. Um, because especially with the demographic we work with, people in their 40s, 50s, 60s and on up, a lot of those regular movement patterns you're used to doing, like reaching over your head, squatting down to pick something up, those things go away. Sure. And we see a lot. Of, I mean, 
in this day and age, everyone is sitting down to do their work. Mm-hmm. Everyone is sitting in front of the computer. We see a lot of rounded shoulders. We see a lot of sore backs. We ha- we see a lot of, you know, necks jetted forward. So a lot of pastoral um, impingements that we notice. And that's, that's I think that makes us uh, a very different way of coaching because we want to make sure that we help those impingements and reverse them or balance them out so mm-hmm. that way they don't seem to get worse down the road. It means less time in a doctor's office. It means less time sitting on the couch with a bum knee or an Achilles. Mm-hmm. Tendons and tissues that we know are more compromised as we age, but then also the worse shape that we get in. I mean, it, and it goes without saying, like, if you stop moving things are going to start to break down, period. Your body was meant to move. Mm-hmm. Um, to go along with that, you know, once we have an ident- we've identified sort of how your body is doing. And we also, you know, and not to jump ahead, but we're also taking a look at what's going on inside, even though that pertains more so to the nutrition aspect. Um, but what's going on in terms of, you know, we have symptoms like headaches and bloating and inflammation and joints. Sweating. Um, tightness. Not in a good way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sweating just by sitting there and and feeling exhausted and maybe foggy brain. Now, I I do want to let you guys know that all of our programs are virtual. And so this is all done virtually. Yeah, so you're all in your home. Yeah, we need to point that out that you are in the comforts of your own home, which makes it a a very relaxed environment. There's no there's no judgment. There's no, you know, prying eyes. It's very raw, I guess I would say. Uh, raw, private, you know, yeah. I, and I think too, you're doing workouts that are built for you. And sure. that's, that's sort of our, our next bullet point. So first of all, if you, if you're somebody that's just jumping into an exercise routine and you're dealing with constant aches and pains, I want you to know that that's not normal. No. Um, and the saying goes like no pain, no gain. Do not think that way. Um, see somebody who is an expert, um, in body movement or body mechanics, um, and get those things checked out because taking some time away from yes maybe getting closer to your goal in terms of like burning calories and things like that to correct your form should be your first and foremost biggest priority um you know less time spent injured means more times working towards your goals even if that means it takes a little bit longer time and and it is does take a little bit of transition uh, um, some of our clients one specifically um you know not everyone when you're exercising either at the gym by yourself or in a group class no one's really taking a look at your form and breaking it down into detail and saying now and make sure you push that knee out you know uh, pull your toe in to create that arch or you know small different movements to really activate that muscle group and I would say all of our clients when we tweak them in just small different ways they all have an aha moment and be like oh so that's what I'm supposed to feel Mm -hmm. And that's just because nobody's ever told them, this is what it's supposed to look like. This is what you're supposed to feel it. Um, and again, it's no fault of your own. You don't know what you don't know. But that's why That's why we are the coach. Right. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. The next part is, is the flexible workouts. So we really try to build it based on not just what we see in the body in terms of body mechanics, but I think we really listen to the individual in terms of realistically, how many workouts can you get in per the week? How much time do you have for these workouts? 
workouts because I see so many times people following these programs that that were that basically put you into this. Okay, you need to follow every single workout to a T. It's an hour and fifteen to an hour and thirty minutes. Um, it, it has to be followed for twelve weeks straight, or else, like that doesn't work for anybody. Sure. That, and actually, it's almost like looking up at the top of a mountain and being at the bottom and saying, "Wow." I, there's no way I'm going to be able to do that. Sure. So we build out our programs by talking with our client in terms of what their goals are and also what their ability is. But we also only go in two-week increments and sometimes even one-week increments. And we really listen to what they're looking for. And we're flexible enough to say, okay, what days do you want to work out? And mm-hmm. we'll, we'll be able to put those days in. Do you have that time? Like you had mentioned before, how much time do you have? But we, we listen to our client. And I think that's the key key word is is we we talk and we listen so there's a lot of communicating and two you know we want to make sure that we're planning around your life so me like even you have vacations and when you have other social events that that may be pulling you in different directions it's flexible in the sense that uh you know we want you to enjoy those things we don't want to say no, don't go do those things. We want you to enjoy those yeah, things. Yeah, we just had a client that went, uh, she started with us uh, for about three weeks and then went on a, a vacation to Jamaica. And we went with, well, I would say we went with her, but I wish. our program went with her. <laughs> so we were able to set up her exercises so she could be, you know, go on vacation and still get her movement in. And still enjoy the vacation, Absolutely. mind you. It also means, too, that you're probably working with minimal equipment. And, and our programs, we can build them pretty much for any set of equipment that you guys have. Um, so we're talking maybe a set of dumbbells um, and a exercise mat, which most individuals uh, that we work with right now have a little bit more than that or more access. And especially as gyms are opening up, but you can do our workouts anywhere. Um, even inside of our eight week challenge programs, you know, inside those programs, all people have, like we had somebody working out with water jugs. Yeah, She lost... F- 10 to 15 pounds in eight weeks Mm -hmm. utilizing just water jugs and her own body weight. Yeah, I thought that was so creative and so awesome. Awesome. So it goes to show that you don't need a lot in order to start. I also was talking with another individual who felt like it was kind of an all or nothing, all or nothing approach that if I couldn't do a little bit, or if I can only do a little bit, it wasn't worth it. And so all I said to her, I said, listen, if you've got your walks down in terms of a habit, let's just add in 10 squats and five foot, 10 push-ups every four to five minutes inside of your walk. Stop. You can stop anywhere and do that. Sure. And is it going to uh, make a drastic difference? It is for that individual because it's not something they're doing currently right now. And then they can start to build some momentum by doing that over and over again. Uh, timely feedback. This is huge. And one thing that was so hard when we worked in corporate fitness, because again, it was like on to the next client, on to the next client, well, we on had to the a next certain client. amount of time with each client. Exactly. And we, and we, and you know, just to give you a little bit of a, uh, uh, an insight, we were also paid by by the hour, sure. you know, spending with that client. So um, I think the biggest thing is that we have to, we need to, we felt it was important to provide as much feedback as possible. And so if you are working with a coach or had work with a coach in the past or you never have, make sure that you get some feedback on your form. Um, ask a fellow person that you know is maybe well-versed in it um, be, to watch your form or to videotape you because those 
those things are important because you're not going to be able to improve unless you know where your opportunities are to uh, improve. I think the these next three topics are my favorite and ones that I look forward to. So when we get our client that has finished their workout, I get so excited to watch their their videos and their movement patterns. And we sit down and I, <laughs> I talk. She, she almost talks to the person. She cheers them on. I'm like, you do know that they can't hear you. It's a recording. But they're like, if they're struggling to push up, I'm like, you got this, you got this, you got this. And it's it's such a, I love seeing that kind of mm-hmm. um, side of our client. But I love that we get to sit down and look at it. And we both look at their, we have different backgrounds and different certifications. And so he'll notice something that I might not notice, that some, you know, or I'll notice something that he might not notice. And it's, it's just such a good, it, I love just sitting down watching how hard they're putting the work in. It's it's uh, inspiring. And there's also some accountability built in there too, because we know when you finished a workout and if you're doing the work, we sure. can also tell uh, what your rate of perceived exertion is when you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Because if you're videotaping those sets. Yeah. Um, and again, it goes back to the importance of it's not important just, it's not just important to sweat and to feel sore and do all those things. It's important that we do these movements properly mm-hmm. um, because it sets a foundation for everything that we're going to do later on and everything you're going to do the rest of your life, including just your daily routines. Um, And also, too, when I talk about, not to backtrack, but building individuality inside of the workouts, is that training for a 40, 50, and 60-year-old should look drastically different for somebody who's in their 20s and 30s. And it looks different for each individual, each gender, That's what I would say. I'll even go even deeper. I would say all of our clients are within that 40 to 50 range right now and I would say they are all on vastly different programs Mm -hmm. you know some of the principles might be the same because if it's not broken don't fix it and they still have the same benefit but they all have different ailments they all have different bodies different ways that they can move Um, but we make it work for them Mm -hmm. Um, and the accountability is also built in via check-ins and this to me is the most valuable part of our program bar none because and what I mean by check-ins so we meet with our clients once a week, twice per month, so every other week, or one time per month. The reason why I think it's so important is that we pretty much never talk about nutrition or exercise. They heard that right. So when so when we talk about mind-body method, the mind piece comes in huge in these accountability check-ins. I don't even want to call them accountability check-ins because that sounds like it's a bad it's, thing. I just call them connections. Check-ins, yeah. connections. Because the big thing is, is like we find out so much about our clients. And what we find typically is that there's so many people that don't have an outlet. Yes. For every single emotion that they're yes. feeling yes. and not realizing that something that could be completely unrelated to their to their fitness and their health. So, for instance, we were talking with one of our clients yesterday. She has a, a big uh, sort of home drama going on right now. She's been working countless hours and hours and hours. Her hours have been going through the roof. And because of that, she's extremely stressed out. What she didn't realize, though, is that it was affecting her healthy lifestyle and her healthy routine. She was having a drink pretty much every single night. She was going to bed super late, which also was affecting her sleep. And because it was affecting her sleep, she started to eat more food because her satiety hormones were all thrown off. So again, it's an opportunity, yes, to identify those things. But if you don't have somebody that you can confide in and sort of blurt out everything that's coming going on, which first of all is healthy for you to begin with, to keep anything else in. But if you don't have that, that 
to me is is gold. Like like and that to me I think is why we see so many people have success inside of this program because it allows you to get it out, but it, what it also does is it allows us to know exactly what's going on inside of your world, right? We can't just say, "Yeah, it looks like you're getting all of your workouts in. Good job." Or you're not getting any of your workouts in, but you know, what what's, you know, come on, let's do it. Like, and use all those like. Right. It's not like they pump up motivation, like, come on, everyone, if everyone could do it, they would do it. I, I really in, in love these check-ins, these connections, because like you said, that they, they verbally process what's going on in their life and they can get it all out of their system. We are not part of their family. Mm-hmm. We are not part of their work life. We are not part of their home life. We are part of their health and wellness journey. So I, I appreciate the vulnerability that our clients give us because they're so open and honest. And I think that's a, such a key to the open communication that they share with us what's going on. And and it's so interesting to watch. So yesterday with our client, she started, you could tell she was a little pensive when she started. Um, her face was a little, a little pursed. And then towards the end of the conversation, she was laughing, her shoulders relaxed. She felt much more, uh, she felt relief. She felt like she was, you know, she had her, her, um, um, ready to go. And, and it was just a very different transformation from the beginning to the end. So these check-ins are huge, guys. And I hope that you have that person inside of your life that you can sort of confide in. Um, and if you don't, that's where we come into. Um, and, and no, we're not psychologists. But what we have to understand is that whenever we have other pressing matters, which we all do inside of our life, and they become overwhelming, routines are going to take a back seat. And then you start to act emotionally. Mm-hmm. And so the lesson here is, is that... You are acting out of emotions because you are stressed. Stress does not mean that you are lazy. Okay, so don't pass. Don't put the the uh, the sort of pressure on yourself to say, "I'm so lazy. I haven't worked out in four days." But more so, saying, "Why haven't I worked out in four days?" Right. Reverse the conversation. Oh, that's because I've had this and this and this and this and this and this and on and on and on um, on my plate, and that's why. And then you can take take a step back and say, "Okay, I'm not going to allow my emotional response to this added stress take away from the things that actually made me feel good." So we talk a lot about in the mind-body method, feeling good. Well, part of that is we have to figure out why an action or a habit is not happening because you have X amount of stressors on your plate. And then Pilates. I think that's what makes I think or breaks makes, the program. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of other online programs, virtual programs, don't offer strength training plus Pilates. Yeah. So why, 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 why is that important? Okay, so we mentioned at the beginning of the conversation that there's a lot of people that come to see us that are rounded shoulders, lower back issues. Uh, usually their abdominals are distended. Um, they're not able to reach their arms above their head or they're having mobility issues in their hips. Pilates is uh, uh, so incredibly beneficial that it helps with flexibility, breathing, circulation, um, making sure that your body is working unilaterally, but also asymmetrically or symmetrically, sorry, symmetrically. Uh, But it also does work and strengthen those core muscles, not just your abdominals, but your lower back and your your middle back so that when you are sitting at your desk, you're not hinged over, rounded shoulders, and really um, not using your abdominals at all. And then it translates into uh, not just your regular life, but then also into your strength training as well. Um, Better balance, better coordination, um, better 
I would say connection between your mind and, and your body. So you know which muscles should be firing. Um, and just a fantastic way to have active recovery. And what I mean by that is, is that, you know, if you're somebody that's doing five or six hit work, you know, boot camp workouts per week, you are going to eventually burn out uh, via overtraining or you're going to have an injury. Um, and we talked about how, you know, in terms of individualizing the, the workout programs for everybody is that it's a balance. So like, let's say you wake up and you're feeling super fatigued from a workout or maybe you didn't sleep well, well, now you have an option to do like a low-intensity Pilates session and maybe a walk, you know, ten, ten, three 10-minute ten walks throughout the day. You're still getting the benefits there because, again, the benefits come in the rest and also varying the intensity of the workouts and Pilates obviously being a, a big part of that varying intensity. Absolutely. It's, it's not a strength training workout. It's a very different workout. It's more, like you said, a mind-body connection. But you get up off of the floor when you're done and you're like, wow, did I need that? You know, I feel I feel so much better. I feel refreshed. I feel good. And all you need is an exercise mat or even floor. When I do Pilates at home, uh, Andrea takes me through uh, some mat Pilates. Um, sometimes in person, sometimes I just watch some of our her awesome uh, workouts on on uh, on our drive. You know, I just lay on the carpet. I don't need yeah. anything else besides that. Um, so it's also very accessible um, and just makes me relaxed. Like I, I finish Pilates and I feel like Gumby. Um, and maybe I need to do that for both of my my wrists because they're <laughs> they're huge right now. Um, so then, so that's around like training, and that's the whole difference with mind body method. Um, in terms of nutrition, uh, definitely a different approach in the sense that we don't require you to calorie count, at least not in the sense that that people are used to in terms of, well, actual calorie counting. So like, you know, looking at like labels and saying, oh, I get to have this many calories per day. And if it fits my macros, then who cares? You know, or if I hit that many calories, then it's all good. Or locking your food into my fitness pail. Yep. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and being at such a huge caloric deficit when maybe that's not even the thing that you need. Uh, you know, so many people we meet with have been through these this roller coaster of low calorie, 1,200 to 1,500 calories um, for so long. They lost weight only inevitably to gain it right back because they never built up their metabolism to a point where they could sustain higher caloric load without gaining additional weight. And how does that happen? Well, we have to put on lean tissue. We have to put on lean mass. We also have to make you more metabolically flexible, meaning that we need to have it so that when you eat food or for fuel, is that your body utilizes that. It it uses it for muscle regrowth. It uses it for its ability to recover from exercise rather than getting stored inside of your fat tissue. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the other thing too is that we definitely look at food sensitivities uh, via a food elimination protocol and also to how you are feeling. And, so, yeah, and this goes with uh, communicating with our clients. Yes. You know, how do you feel right now? Are you noticing any of these type of symptoms? And just really talking and getting down and understanding what our client is going through. Feeling bloated and feeling nauseous and feeling like 
brain fog, disconnected. That is not normal, people. Mm -hmm. That is not normal. And we also take a look at your poop. Not literally. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But but just another way, we also look at your pee, too. Um, But but you have to understand that there are more aspects. We ask about these questions. We ask about these questions. We don't actually look at them. But but my whole point is, is that you can't look at health as just a calorie or just a meal plan. Because if you feel bloated eating a certain food that's inside of a meal plan, or if you don't have energy eating the amount of calories that we suggest for you, well, then what's the point, Mm -hmm. right? The point is, let's get you feeling good, and then let's focus on everything else, Mm -hmm. right? So feel good, then lose weight, not lose weight, and then try to feel good. Mm -hmm. That is the whole approach there. Um, And then also looking below the surface, and this goes back to that mind piece, to uh, identify mental and physical ties to food, meaning how often are we eating our emotions? How often are we eating when we're sad, when we're angry, when we're stressed out? It's, we just talked about our client, how she was, you know, lack of sleep, more stress, um, you know, very emotional, and she was eating and eating and eating. And then ingredient prep, a big one. So the difference between ingredient prep and meal prep, best way to explain it. Meal prep is I prep the same meals, bland, chicken, rice, broccoli, and I eat that every single day for seven days straight, maybe even longer than that. Ingredient prep more so is let's teach you what the right foods look like on a spectrum going from eat more majority of the time, eat some of the time, eat a little bit less of the time, and stocking your fridge with quality meats and proteins, quality veggies and fruits, quality carbohydrates, and quality fats. So you can make delicious meals out of all of those ingredients, but having them prepared and cooked in most cases. So that way it takes less than 20 to 30 minutes mm-hmm. to get dinner, lunch, breakfast. And you heard us right. We table. said carbohydrates. Carbs yeah. are not bad. Carbs are not bad, people. And part of that, again, goes back to the fact it's more of a grassroots approach. We want you to eat minimally processed foods, foods that have one ingredient, but showing you how those foods taste good. I think one of the things we run into a lot with our clients is that they don't like X food, X food, X food, X food. And what we challenge them with is, okay, how have you prepared them? Sure. You know, the seasoning makes a difference. How you cook it makes it a difference. What so you it pair it with so, everything. Right. And so we're not cooks, but it's again, it's a it's trial by fire. Mm-hmm. We've had to experience those bland foods. Um, you know, when you back when you did your shows uh-huh. Uh-huh. in terms of like eating the same bland food over and over, you have to get creative with those things. But the real thing here is that people have uh, eaten so many processed foods that they're taking taste buds have been dialed down. And so those foods don't taste good to them. So once you remove those processed foods from their diet, their taste buds start to open up and things start to taste differently. And what you'll notice is when you go back to those processed foods, oh my God, you taste the extra sugar, you taste the processed oils. all the additives. I mean, and and he realized too, and this goes back to that feeling, what it does to your body. The bloating, the indigestion, the diarrhea, mm-hmm. like all of those things. And then it ultimately, what? guess what that does, guys? It makes it so you're like, you know what? I could have that, but I'd really rather don't. have this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's sustainability. Yeah. Now you're learning what your body actually needs and what it wants in order to feel optimal. And it's changing or you're creating the healthy food identity. 100%. And, and the identity in your food is, I am not a person that eats those things. Mm-hmm. And I choose not to eat those things, not because somebody told me I shouldn't or somebody said I, I should or shouldn't. It's because it it's, doesn't make you feel good. It doesn't 
It doesn't support the person that you are trying to become. Plain and simple. Mm -hmm. Hand portion method. Very simple. And we've talked about this numerous times. Palm of protein. Fist of vegetables. Cupped hand of carbohydrates. Thumb of fat. You carry your hands with you everywhere. Whether they are inflamed (laughs) or broken. For God's sakes. Actually, my servings of fruits would be huge right now. My bee stung hand. Because it's extra swollen. So extra veggies for me. Okay. Just wanted to put that out there. But again, this is a very easy way to measure... And I use that term loosely. I'm using my quotation marks. You can't see them measuring your food. So that way you at least know what a full portion of food looks Uh like for yourself. And then we also incorporate some of that mindful piece. Are we eating to 80% fullness? Are we eliminating distractions around us when we're eating, watching TV, looking at our phone, scrolling through things? And trying to, and if nothing else, it actually can improve the relationships in your life. How many people mm-hmm. sit down to dinner and there's yes. no talking? They're Everybody's on the phones. phones. Right. Yes. Exactly. So it can bring the family together and also work for you in terms of making sure we have the right portions on our plate. And we talked about this a little bit, but the language of food, mm-hmm. meaning... When you go to a party and you're you're on a health mm. kick mm-hmm. and somebody says, oh, Tyler, you want a beer? And I go, oh, I can't. My uh, my trainer said that I, I'm not allowed to have any alcohol while in this program. Do you know what that does to your psyche? It, it It's almost punishing you. You feel like you're being punished. And not only that, you're passing the buck uh, from yourself to the trainer. Yeah, it's not my responsibility. T- it's not my responsibility. Mm-hmm. It's not what I want. Mm-hmm. How about saying... No, I'm no. good. Thank you. And you know what? They'll take that as, oh, okay, no problem. Exactly. They it, won't ask more questions as to, well, why won't your trainer? Well, that trainer's stupid. Well, and we get questions like that all the time. We do. We just had a barbecue and somebody asked why I eat plant-based. Yeah. They're like, oh, so you're eating tofu tonight. I'm like, yeah. They go, why? I go, because I feel better when I do. Uh-huh. Like I could go into the science of things and like, and like, it, it, I have no philosophical reasons why I sometimes don't eat meat. Like, you know, I love animals and everything. I do love animals. I'm surrounded by animals all the time. But I think the big thing is, is like, you need to be comfortable in your decision and your decision has to be your own. And, and part of that is, of the mind piece is making yeah. sure that you're your own advocate. Yes. hundred percent. And then I think this last point is, is something that we promote, um, so true is that we believe we can cure a lot of our our issues, our food issues, with the food that we put in our bellies. Um, there's a lot of different elements that we have tired, foggy brain, bloating, gassy, diarrhea, whatever it might be, nausea. It's, it's how we eat our food and it's the food that we put into ourselves. 100%. And and again, that goes back to the feeling part. If you can tap into how it feels to eat a healthier diet, and again, I know that that's a very blanket statement, but everything we've just talked about, you should have an idea of what that means. You will feel the difference in your mind and also in your body. And then this last piece, guys, is all around our repeat. And I may not have mentioned this uh, back when I started the company, which is coming up on a year now. But repeat is really all about three acronyms, recovery, practice, and take time. And so 
the recovery piece is number one, and it goes back to kind of what I was talking about with training, is that we have to understand that we see better results when we actually rest and recover. And no, that does not mean that we just sit on a couch and do nothing, although sometimes that is warranted. Um, I actually block out part of my Sundays uh, for that and, and it's, it's or do something very relaxing that I enjoy, golf, something like that. But the recovery piece is more so there that we teach you, number one, that it's important, that it should be prioritized. And then also, two recovery techniques in terms of um, uh, stress reduction and making sure that we are not allowing our stressors to influence the decisions that we make. And so we just want to make sure that And that's where the practices come in. The practices are there to teach you, okay, how do we deal with when we're, when we're faced with adversity? What kind of pivots do we need to make? What things do we know we love and make us feel like we have time for ourselves? You know, the majority of our clients are professional businesswomen, they're moms, they're people that are constantly busy 24 seven, uh, 365 days a year. And you're never going to get rid of stress, but more so our emphasis is on how can we teach you to manage stress? I think that's one of the biggest things there. For sure. To be more, and I know we said this before, me be more proactive and less reactive on what the day yes. has ahead of you. If, if nothing else, it's being your own advocate, but trying to be more proactive than reactive, especially first thing uh, during the day, because that sets up the sets the tone for the rest of your day. If you start in a reactive mindset, meaning that you're automatically triggered by X email, X text, um, you're, you're doing things, nothing that is for you. Sitting down and having a cup of coffee in silence is a small thing that you can do for yourself. So we try to work with our clients to find that time for those individuals. One of our clients in particular, she uh, every we talked a few podcasts back about routines and how everybody's routines got thrown out the window when when COVID started this lockdown, right? And so it, it garnered us an opportunity to create some new routines and get rid of the ones that didn't work for us. But our client missed the routine of getting up and getting mm. dressed to the nines for work because when she was doing Zoom calls, she literally could have on like sweatpants yeah. and have on a dressy top and she was ready for work. So. For her mindset and and for her to feel like she was owning her day, she felt it was appropriate and she wanted to do this, wake up in the morning, get ready for work like she was going to go into the office, even though there was no office to go into. And now that she's enjoying that because now she feels ready for her day, it's something she did for herself. She's been able to sit down, have a cup of coffee in silence, be alone with her thoughts before she ever has another reactive uh, piece come into her day. So that's what we're trying to work on in that practices piece. And then taking time really is just taking time for yourself, making sure that you are doing things that uh, nourish your body, your mind, your soul. You know, we talk about quiet time quite a bit in terms of, you know, reading some scripture or reading uh, your favorite book. Uh, We talked about coffee time. And I think what it really comes down to in terms of taking time is is finding self-acceptance, balance, and sustainability. Every single thing that we do inside of the mind-body method with Train It Repeat is 
there to make sure that when you are done working with us, we don't expect any of our clients to work with us the rest of our lives, that they have improved their ability to have balance inside of their lives and that the tools that we've given them have allowed them to live a sustainable, healthy lifestyle. That's probably the most important thing. So like I could talk about the importance of sleep and, and how we talk about that. Um, you know, the, the raw connect sessions that we have around things that are going on inside of their lives. But when it boils down to it, our goal inside of this program is to improve your self-acceptance, not being so hard on yourself, being your best advocate, your own advocate, having balance, and then also sustainability around those three big pillars of health. So, that's the mind-body method, guys, in a nutshell. Um, obviously, we there's a lot more information that we could have gone a little bit deeper on. Um, but I hope that it makes you, if you never even uh, reach out to us, which we want you to, guys. And, and again, I'm not here to sell you on on my method and, and why it works, okay? It, you're listening to this podcast because you're trying to find what works for you, okay? What works for you? And I've talked about it numerous times. The only way you're going to be able to do that, because there is no magic pill, is to trial and error, trial and error. And if you find something that works, throw that in your recipe. Find another thing that works, throw in the recipe. This didn't work, okay, that's not gonna go in because it's gonna taste bad if I throw that in my recipe. And that's how you create a sustainable, balanced lifestyle. And we hope to do that for you guys. So I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Again, if you guys need to get in contact with us, we hope that you do. We're on Facebook and Instagram. You guys have a powerful week and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Train, Eat, Repeat. Connect with us on Instagram at fit underscore ferrant or at traineatrepeat.co. Until next time, stay strong, stay healthy.